Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Whew, I'm sorry, I just came in from a very long e-bike run. Oh, about 25 kilometers or so. That was a long way. But anyway, moving on. This episode is a review of the film Overboard, starring Eugenio Ibanez and... Oh, I know the woman, but I can't think of her name. Anna Ferris. This is one of Anna's favorite rom-coms. Actually, it's one of the few rom-coms that I actually like. Although, come to think of it, I really have no liking of it because of the rom-com aspect. Because I think the couple was kind of ill-suited for one another. But that's another digression, which we will reach later in this episode. This is a role reversal of the 1980s version of The Overboard starting, starring Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. I love that we have the role reversal because I think it's very interesting. This film came out a few years ago. I really didn't see a ton of reviews on it when it came out. Also, a lot of people didn't rent it apparently because it kind of came out and was gone from the rental kiosks where I lived back in the states at that time quite quickly which I thought was very odd I think one of the reasons is is because it does feature a multicultural couple which unfortunately at least in the area of the U.S. where I lived at the time that was not very popular which I think is kind of sad but anyway in the storyline, Eugenio Divinez plays Leonardo, and he thinks he is the cat's meow because he has lots of money, a big yacht worth like 61 million US dollars, and a lot of beautiful women want to be with him, although it's not definitely for his effervescent personality because he really has no charm. I mean, uh, yeah. So it opens with Leonardo having the time of his life, in his opinion, on jet skis with three beautiful bikini-clad women. And this is a weird movie for me because I do not like crude humor. I do not like sexual innuendos at all. But I still like this movie because you get to see a person who is really quite a horrible human being. I mean, I'd love to say there was some redeeming quality about Leonardo in the story, but... He really, when you meet him, you have to sit there and go, I am sure there is some good in him somewhere, but it is so far packed in the back closet, I have no idea where, and I'm not going to stick around to find out. So anyway, you meet Leonardo having his life with the women, and basically treating everyone around him as if they're disposable and worth nothing. He then meets Kate, who is working three jobs, has three young daughters, is a widow, and trying to get through nursing school so she can get a better life for her and her kids. She's really at the end of her rope, I think, when you meet Kate. It is not her best moments, but still, she is trying very hard to keep everything together for her kids, for her family. She also finds out that the whole reason that she moved to the area of Oregon, which she is now in instead of Portland, was to be near her mom so her mom could help her kind of watch the girls and her mom has decided to pursue senior citizen musical acting. I'm not really sure what you call it. It's very 
strange. We never had this back where I was growing up. I mean, we had plays, but they involved all ages. I mean, it was just kind of strange. So anyway, her mom basically says, I know you came here, but oh well, I was a widow too. And she's like, Kate's like, you aren't a widow. You divorced dad. That was your own choice. I lost my husband and had no choice in the matter. And now the whole reason I moved back here is to be near you to help me with the kids because I failed my test twice and now you've bailed on me. And she's like, well, I must follow my dream. And she says, if I don't now, when will I? And she's like, mom, if you wanted to be a musical star, you should have done this like, you know, 40 years ago. And she's, I think in, in one way, Kate is being very rude to her mother. Yes, I totally get that. And she should never have said that to her. On another, on another level though, I'm sitting there going, I do internally get what Kate is thinking, not because I don't believe when people get older, they can pursue very, very different interests and rise to great heights. I totally agree with that. I just simply think that the reasons that her mother was doing what she was doing were supremely selfish. I mean, honestly, yeah. So anyway, Kate is trying to take care of the kids now all by herself, and her mom dropped her dog off as well for Kate to take care of because... Kate didn't have enough to take care of, I guess, in her mom's opinion. So anyway, Kate is trying to take care of all this. She then goes home and finds an eviction notice on her door, and she is absolutely beside herself. During this whole process, she goes out to clean the carpets on the yacht. Leonardo asks her to get a mango for him and papaya, and she's like, I clean the carpets. I'm not a maid. I am not going to get you a mango and papaya, you egocentric little twit. And she basically tells him so, and Leonardo doesn't like this because none of the women who he's around ever tell him what they really think of him. So this is unsettling for him. And so she's like, you know what? I've just had it. Pay me my money. Also, I don't mean it weird, but the guy got out of bed and mooned her. I mean, I don't mean it was like, you know, he not only is rude, uncouth, and told her that there's something wrong with her face, which just makes her totally not look okay in his opinion. She's like, like, I give a hoot what you think about my appearance. You, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, I'm like, she really is torqued and for good reasons. So anyway, he throws her overboard along with her carpet cleaning supplies because he doesn't want to be stuck with her on the boat for eight hours and he doesn't want to pay her for the job that she did. And so now she's out $3,000 for the carpet cleaning machine and has the eviction notice and is trying to do her nursing test. So if life wasn't already hard for Kate, it just got harder, you know? So anyway, Kate's trying to synthesize all that. Later that night, Leonardo decides he is going to sleep with someone, and we're going to make this kid friendly. But anyway, in that process, he doesn't sleep with anyone and ends up falling off the boat. Now, there's a lot that happens in between there, but that's what we're going to say. That's Anna's version of it. So anyway, he falls off the boat. Nobody saves him, and he ends up washed up on the shore back in Catestown. Kate ends up finding out that he is at the hospital and his sister went to go see if it was him at the hospital because his sister was trying to take him back home as Leonardo's dad was dying very dramatically. He really wasn't. He just, 
yeah, anyway. So he wanted his son there to take over the company for him because he doesn't want his daughter to run the company because girls can't run companies. I don't know why. It seems rather sexist. But anyway, so his older sister comes to get Leonardo, drag him back home to Mexico City, have him meet his dad and take over the company, which I'm sitting there going, Leonardo couldn't run a soccer team, if he, which is what he wants to do, let alone a huge conglomerate. I mean, it's there are certain things that people just wouldn't be good at, and Leonardo would not be good at that. So anyway, she comes to the hospital, sees that her brother is there, has amnesia, doesn't remember who he is, so she leaves him there to get lost in the um, mental health system of the United States. And Kate finds out about it. Kate's friend, who I absolutely adore, although there are parts of her that I'm like, really, do you have to go there? But there are parts of her that I'm like, you know, when I grow up, I want to be a little more like Kate's friend. I mean, I really do. It's kind of like how I aspire someday to be the nanny in The Parent Trap that stars, um, oh, I can't think of the name the more modern parent trap done by the father of the bride directors. But anyway, made in the 90s. But Kate's friend looks at the situation. Kate says, you know what? I'm going to go down to the hospital and get my money from him. And Kate's friend's like, you know what? He doesn't remember who you are, and he didn't like you then. Why would he give you money now when he can't even remember who he is? And she's like, darn. And then Kate's friend says, you know what? I have an idea that is poetic. <laughs> in its sense of justice. And this is where Anna really likes this movie. What Kate's friends does is Kate's friend goes and meets with a guy who works at her restaurant and gets them fake documents, a U.S. passport, driver's license, a marriage certificate. They Photoshop Leonardo into family pictures. And then Kate goes down to get her husband of 15 years, Leo Sullivan, out of the hospital and the hospital is very glad to have him go because he's just rather repulsive to everyone. Leonardo decides that he th is going to throw a fit, tell Kate that there's no way he could possibly be married to her, nor that they could have three daughters together because if he did have kids, they would all be sons. And the doctor's looking at him going, you know what, the fact that you have anyone who wants to take you home is a miracle, go with them. So anyway, Kate takes Leonardo, or Leo, home. He meets his long-lost family, who she tells him he was infertile, so they needed a sperm donor for, and um, takes a really big ding on his self-esteem. Anyway, so he, she also tells him that he has a drinking problem and cannot have alcohol, and that he must sleep out in the shed because that's what he and his sponsor came up for if he broke his three-year chip record. So anyway, Leonardo um, is getting to find out how the other, I don't know, it's not the other half lives because the other half really doesn't live that way. And he also has to figure out how to make dinner, which he's like, I have no idea how to cook or turn on the stove. And she's like, honey, we talked about this, remember? So anyway, he tries to make dinner. He ends up spilling pasta sauce all over the floor, then the spaghetti all over the floor. And he gets back up and goes, when does the maid arrive? And he says, and as I say this, I fear I am the maid. He also tries to escape the first day, which doesn't work out. And he ends up going back to the house. 
And Kate has got him a job working for her friend's um, husband who runs a construction company. Leo tells her friends, tells Kate's friend's husband that he doesn't really think he's cut out for construction. He's really the kind of guy that is good to go get the muffins. And, and Kate's friend's husband says, you know what? I have the perfect job for you. And he basically puts him on the worst jobs that you can do for digging a pool, like moving the wheelbarrow. And it just doesn't work out real well for Leonardo. He gets home the next day from his first day of actually working in his life, crashes on the sofa, kind of mumbling to himself. And Kate says, you know what, honey, I know you're forgetting things. So I made you a list of all the things that you have to do tonight. And he looks at the list and goes, there's no way I can do any of the vile things on this list. And Kate says, ah, there's more on the back. So anyway, Kate sends him shopping. Over time, Leonardo becomes a little more um, okay of himself. I think that, you know, it's kind of like why I like Arthur, even though also Arthur is not entirely appropriate for all ages. Because I really think for some people, they just need to find someone who steals ties. And if you've watched Arthur, you know what I mean. But it's really about, I think, realizing how other people live and I really think any relationships that are worthwhile it's not that you sit there and go about changing one another because I actually just did a blog post on this and why Google would make an excellent boyfriend in theory but anyway you can check that out on the little greenhouse on the corner.com it's one of the newest blogs but on the Monday Wednesday Friday finds blog little little advertisement there but anyway, I think that it's not so much that couples change one another. Because I really think if you have to sit there and change your partner, it really is not the partner for you. Because you really should be able to accept them just as they are. However, the thing I think is interesting about really cool couples I have met in my life is that it's not so much that they change one another as they go through life, but that they help one another become more of who they already were as a person. And I think in many ways, that's one of the reasons I really like this film, because you get to see that even though Leo is a really bad, depraved human being when he starts out, he does have the capability to be a, a pretty decent human. I mean, I'm not going to go there and say, oh, he's a wonderful human by the end of the show. No, not at all. But he does have the ability to sit there and kind of like in one of his scenes later on in the show, he says, you know, I'm not being selfless, but I am thinking less of myself. And I really think at the end of the day, that's kind of what makes him as a character interesting is because does he become a um, amazing human being by the end of the show that you you'd want to spend your life with. Not at all. But he becomes a human being who sits there and goes, you know what? I'm going to be there for this family that's mine, whether I remember them or not, because I promised I'd be here 15 years ago, and I'm going to stick to that. I'm going to try to make things better for my kids. If that means I help them learn how to bike without training wheels, that's what I'm going to do. If that means I'm going to sit there and watch football, which I do not remember how to play at all or what's going on on the scoreboard with my other daughter, 
that's what I'm going to do. If I'm going to have a five-minute conversation with my oldest kid who is having a hard time adjusting to life in a new town with people who she's not familiar with, I'm going to have that conversation. And I think that's kind of what makes Leonardo or Leo's character interesting is he does have that ability when he chooses to use it. And I think that is why, in the end, he becomes a better person. Because, you know, I think, I used to think when I was young that everyone has the ability to be selfless and a good person. Uh, life threw me some curveballs, and I realized that there are some people who do not have it within themselves to be the person that they're supposed to be. And you have to sit there and go, you know what? It's not even maybe all their fault. It's just they don't have the capability to be a good person. And I'm not saying good like morally upright. I'm saying good like, you know, common decency good. But, you know, I think that the thing with Leo's character is he does change into a better person. He also still stays his annoying self in many, many ways. But I also think in some ways his annoying self is exactly what that family and woman in the show, Kate, kind of needed because she was so driven and focused and I'm going to do X, Y, and Z and I have to do it now and there's so many people depending on me that she really couldn't take time to calm down, to chill, to go dancing, to have fun, to laugh at life. And I think that's kind of what Leo really helped her do in the end. So anyway, the story progresses. Leo becomes a much nicer person. Kate starts to like him a little bit. And then um, she starts to like him a lot more. And that was not entirely confronted. But you know what? You don't really have to skip anything in this show. I have to say they keep it pretty G-rated overall. Although I will say the beginning I would skip with kids because I don't want to have to explain certain things to small children. I mean, we can have that talk when they're 8 or 9 or 10, but not when they're 5. I just don't want to have that talk with them. So anyway, but in the end, Leo ends up finding something from his past in Kate's car. And he's like, Kate is having an affair on me. And so Kate decides to tell him the truth. She tells him, you know what? I'm not really your wife. These aren't really your kids. Um, you have a different life. And he doesn't believe her. He's like, you know what? We had this talk before. Just because I didn't have these children naturally with you doesn't mean they're not my kids. And then he just goes, no, bro. And he walks out and she's like, I'm trying to tell him the truth. And he's not taking it. And Kate's friend basically tells him, these are mine. I'm a, I'm a sex addict. And I'm going, I really can't imagine. I mean, no offense. It's like, she is so funny. I'm sitting there going, this is supposed to be comical, but it's even more comical with her because I'm like, I, yeah, that just, yeah, that doesn't, um, yeah, anyway. So Leonardo still thinks he's with Kate, but then Leonardo's sister starts to think, his younger sister starts to think that maybe his older sister wasn't being honest. So she basically goes back to town with Leonardo's father and older sister they end up finding Leonardo. Leonardo gets mad at Kate because she lied to him and tricked him. But I will say I think it's very interesting because honestly, yes, Kate did lie to him. Yes, Kate tricked him. Do I think that, you know, um, 
how do you say this? Kate was hacked at him because he cost her $3,000 and basically just talked her down to a really bad point. Now, did that make Kate's thing that she did to him right in making him work for a paycheck, clean the house, do dishes, etc. correct? Not at all. But did it make it completely understandable from a sense of strange justice? <laughs> Yes, it did. And it also kept Leonardo from being taken and put in a menstrual institution, which he would have been in for goodness knows how long. So I will say, you know, I think that it wasn't necessarily fair, but it, it was justified. Now, some people would watch this movie and go, well, she took advantage of him sexually. No, I do not think that Kate took advantage of Leonardo sexually at all. I mean, I don't mean it here bad here, but we are dealing with two grown adults. We are also dealing with, let's face it, the character of Leonardo, who would, well, to be honest, sleep with anyone. So, I mean, no offense, I don't think Kate was taking advantage of Leonardo, and, you know, everyone can have their own opinion on that front, but Anna's like, you know what, you were both consenting adults. If you didn't want to be together, you certainly had your chances not to be. So, anyway, moving on from that discussion, which I tried to keep somewhat G-rated, but yeah. So anyway, Leonardo goes back to his boat and his life and everything, and he realizes that he misses being able to work. He misses being able to talk to people who actually do something with their lives. And he sits there and talks to his butler late that night, and he says, you know what? I'm not really sure where I fit in anymore? Do I fit in in this life, which is kind of empty? Do I fit in in that life, which, you know, has no money and nothing that I'm used to? And his butler says, you know what? Most people are born, live and die in the circumstances they're given. But you had the ability to see the world from another angle. And in many ways, it kind of sucked. But maybe, just maybe, there's, you know, something there that you need to think about. And I really, I do like the butler. I mean, he's not a great guy, but he is good at being kind of that joker that asks questions, which I think is very useful in life. And Leonardo decides the next morning he is going back. He's going to basically, you know, be with Kate, hopefully, if she'll be okay with that. And his dad is furious. He's like, I'm going to turn the ship around. You're not going back to be with that pizza nurse. I don't know why he calls her the pizza nurse, but anyway, so Leonardo ends up trying to figure out how to turn the boat around. His dad has moved it to go back to Mexico. Kate and her friends have decided to go out on the water on Kate's friend's husband's boat to find Leonardo. They end up finding one another, but her his boat flips around. So Leonardo jumps in the water. Kate jumps in the water. They have this very cold, wet moment. I don't mean around like, you know, this is not romantical. This is frigid waters in Oregon. It would be freaking cold. So anyway, but they decide to be together. Leonardo then decides that he is going to go back to work for, you know, um, Kate's friend's husband. He makes all the girls' lunches, and everything's good, and he's talking with Kate about, like, I'm going to drop so-and-so off at football practice. You'll pick so-and-so up from football practice. We've basically got this whole orchestration of how to re 
run the family with three kids and our schedules, which are not always in perfect alignment. And so anyway, it's in the middle of this that Colin, the Scottish butler, comes in. And Colin says, um, I'd like to know if you want a top-rate nanny. And Leonardo's like, you're a wonderful person, Colin, because you, you know, put up with me for years, but I do not have the money to afford a top-rate Scottish nanny. And Colin's like, actually, you do, because that $61 million boat is in your name, even if your dad disinherited you. And so suddenly, Leo and Kate are not very poor anymore. And um, they decide to have a wedding on the boat. And Leo sells it, but Leo's dad buys it back, not for Leo, but for his beautiful granddaughters and so anyway that is where this story cuts again this is one of my few rom-coms that I actually enjoy but mainly because I love the role reversal I also love the fact that it shows that even though people can be absolute pigs sometimes they do surprise people they can do the right thing when they want to and they also can realize that using people is not a good plan which I think is kind of a good lesson because I kind of go with Sabrina in Sabrina the old one with Harrison Ford where she says you know what I don't like to believe anyone's a lost cause now I'm not saying there aren't lost causes in this world but I do like it when I see a show where you have someone who they might be a really big jerk but they might also have the capability to stop being that jerk. And that's pretty cool when you think about it. And that is my review of Overboard. Check it at the round table. Bye.